Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Oh, why not? Give the people what they want. You know, it's not that difficult. Uh, Just play the hits, baby. Play the hits. Like, uh, there's a local singer who says, uh, I will play Sweet Caroline until people don't want to hear Sweet Caroline anymore. And those are entertainment words to live by, ladies and gentlemen. So... If you got the interest, I got the topic. And frankly, uh, I'm giving some really good hints here on perfect movies. Not funniest movies, romantic movies, uh, whatever, but the perfect movie. We're trying to find the perfect movie for you. And we're getting some great ideas. Um, The Godfather, generally regarded as a perfect movie. Citizen Kane, critics say, Best movie of all time. Oh, I disagree. I've watched it, and it did absolutely nothing for me. Nothing. I wouldn't say it's any better than the many saints of Newark, frankly. Uh, We've had great calls like Pulp Fiction. Don't know how I forgot about Pulp Fiction last Friday, but Pulp Fiction, phenomenal movie. There are some that you've heard about your entire life, but you may never have seen them depending on how old you are. Ben-Hur, for example. I've heard about Ben-Hur since... I was a little boy. I've never seen Ben-Hur. Seen snippets, but not the whole thing. Uh, so these, these are really some uh, very interesting ideas. And some of the movies that we've mentioned in passing um, are also worthy, I think, of your attention. Uh, Officer and a Gentleman came up as uh, a perfect movie. Um, some of them, well, so what, what is your most perfectest movie? And yes, I realize it's atrocious grammar. Don't get all bent out of shape about it. I'm doing it intentionally because I like to have fun with language. I just enjoy it. Most perfectest movie in your opinion. Um, also this actually I'm stealing. I've stolen this. I I'm sorry. I've appropriated and borrowed it from a caller. Your first date movie. Getting some really interesting um, selections. And I can't believe nobody's called in and say, Tom, Star Wars is a perfect movie. Because for the cult following it has, nobody's called in with that. Or Titanic, or Gandhi, or The Last Emperor. All these movies that were such a big deal. It's amazing what sticks with you as a perfect movie. It's it's actually beyond amazing. Um and I'm going to, well, here's here's the thing. you got to be really careful because we obviously operate under the confines of the FCC language regulators who uh, are governed by the rules of 1720. So um, 
I want to ask what your favorite movie line is of all time, like Meryl Streep and Death Becomes Her. (laughs) I can see my ears. Um, I think that's funny as heck. Um, One summer at band camp, I did not see that coming. I did not see that coming uh, when I saw American Pie. And I was like, I, I totally did a 180 on the girl in that movie. Suddenly, I put myself in the shoes of a 15-year-old boy, and I said, I like her, uh, after I thought she was so annoying, the whole movie. So I don't mean to give anything away. Uh, it's only been out for how long? Uh, the other thing was, uh, oh, what was the other one? Darn, darn, darn. Oh, oh, um, is there an all-time movie line that you've incorporated into your own daily life? How many of you listen to Bellavia? 10 to 2, WBEN. All right. What does David say? A lot. What does he say? Come on, it's a movie line. Going to give you a hint. Val Kilmer. Going to give you another hint. Tombstone. Not doing it for you, Lucas? You don't know what I'm talking about? It's not Professor Calculus, right? No, 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 no. It is, I'm your Huckleberry, from the movie Tombstone. I'm your Huckleberry. Great line. Great line. I'm your Huckleberry. Just very short very concise, and that's another measure, by the way, I think anyway, of a most perfectest movie. Uh, for example, The Godfather. It's not personal. Strictly business. Awesome. And, of course, leave the gun, take the cannoli, which was an improvised line, by the way. That was not even in the script. Uh, it's amazing how many classics weren't even in the script. Okay, Goodfellas has not come up as a most perfectest movie of all time. Goodfellas has not entered the fray whatsoever. And everybody quotes the scene from Goodfellas. Funny how, like a clown, I'm here to amuse you. Well, that was totally Joe Pesci improvisation. The looks on the faces of the guys at the table were of genuine shock And I don't know what's going on. Where is this going? That is the genius of Joe Pesci because he had everybody going. Those looks of astonishment are real because it wasn't in the script. It's amazing. You know what else wasn't in the script? The scene after uh, Ray Liotta, Henry Hill, gets out of prison. And Paul Sorvino, Paul Cicero, is talking to him in the backyard, says, you're going to stay away from that, right? You're going to let me know if you see anybody doing that, right? And then he slaps Henry Hill. And the look of astonishment on Ray Liotta's face when he thought, we're both going to die within six months of each other? No, the look of astonishment on Ray Liotta's face uh, was because that was not in the script. Paul Sorvino just slapped him. And when when he looked surprised, he really was surprised. And one of the most famous, and again, this one hasn't come up either, one of the most famous... Examples of something that has become, oh, do I, do I dare use this word? Something that has become iconic. It's become absolutely iconic. Uh, in movies, um, The Public Enemy, James Cagney, the grapefruit scene, where he takes the grapefruit and <laughs> right in the, right in a kisser. Well, that wasn't in the script. James Cagney just did it. Now, today, hmm, I got news for you. A male actor did something like that, unscripted to a female actress, that male actor does not work again. James Cagney did something back in 1930-whatever that anybody today would be cast out of the business for doing. And we don't even want to get into Brando and Last Tango in Paris. That was, that was like a crime. You're watching a crime basically unfold 
before your very eyes. And I've not seen the entire movie. Um, 803-0930, star 930, and 1-800-616-WBEN. And, of course, one of the greatest monologues in movies of all time, Clint Eastwood, Dirty Harry, which has not come up at, at all as a most perfectest movie of all time. I know what you're thinking. Did he fire six shots or only five? Tell you the truth, in all this excitement, kind of lost track myself. But seeing this is a 44 Magnum, the most powerful handgun in the world, and would blow your head clean off, you've got to ask yourself a question. Do I feel lucky? Well, do you? Punk. There's not a man alive who cannot do that word for word. That has gotten me 15 man, po- man card points right there. Okay, we're back in positive territory. Thank you. All right, let's get to the calls. 803-0930, star 930, 1-800-616-WBEN. And uh, Gordy in Chictawaga, brother, thanks for holding my love. You are on WBEN. Okay, Tom. Uh, I'm going to start out with one, and you won the Academy Award for it. And it was almost, I think, probably close to you come to a perfect movie was the movie Patton with George C. Scott. Oh, I am so glad you are bringing up Patton. Sir, Patton is an amazing movie. George C. Scott was George Patton in that movie. Now, a little bit to go along with that. Well, time, time out. You're, you're, Oscar, you're, you're only allowed one perfectest movie. I can't make a different no, rule I'm, here. I'm going on with Patton here. Okay, all right. Going on with Patton, he said that uh, <clears throat> he, he did not want the Oscar. I don't know if you remember that. He gave a couple few choice words that we can't say over the air. Yeah, you know, I vaguely remember that. I vaguely, yeah. Yeah. The Academy Awards have long been controversial. Uh, Brando turning down uh, or or Brando sending up uh, somebody to speak for him and Clint Eastwood then saying, yeah, Um, yeah, yeah. Um, Yeah. Did you remember the reason uh, George C. Scott turned down the Academy Award for Best Actor for Patton? Well, he said he was only acting at him, that he wasn't actually the man, and all he was trying to do was tell his story, and he didn't need any award to be given to him to say the story. Well, that's the truth. That's that's a very interesting thing to say. Um, in in a way, you kind of you got to admire George C. Scott, but in another way, uh, if everybody felt that way, they might as well do away with the ceremony because everybody's just playing yeah. a role. Um, yeah. So, did uh, were, when you were watching Patton? First of all, did you see it when it first came out? Yeah, my, I went with my dad. Uh, my dad actually served under My dad was a tanker in World War II. That's cool. So naturally, us boys all had to go to the movie, pile in. We went and seen Patton and The Dirty Dozen. That's a, that's a, that's a long night. So since your dad served under Patton, what did your father yeah. have to say about the movie Patton with George C. Scott? Well, let's put it this way. There was only one other movie that got him emotionally moved, and that was, I don't know if I should say this, but I'm going to throw it out there real quick, Saving Private Ryan um, was only the other other movie that got him so emotional about the war, and it almost started to bring up his PTSD when he was watching. A couple times he had to get out of the car when we were at uh, watching the movie. Pat didn't understand it because I was quite small at the time. That came out in 1970. I was only about eight years old. And uh, when I took him to see uh, Private Ryan, he did the same thing. And he said that even showed even that was actually even more like he was there because my dad was at D-Day as well. 
Well, if, if you go back, um, that was actually a big story uh, when saving private. And it's fine that you mention it because I specifically asked you. Um, but if you go back and you read the news accounts of people going to saving private Ryan, it was a very common theme that the guys who'd actually been taking part in yeah. D-Day or had experienced World War II combat would get up and they'd walk out of the theater because, as you said, it brought back uh, parts of their lives they'd rather not remember. Um, what a right. what a remarkable story. But, yeah, Patton with George C. Scott, uh, an absolutely uh, uh, epic and amazing movie. I can't wait till they put it back on Netflix. It was on for a long time, but it's not in rotation yeah. now, at least last I checked. Um, and is there a, a line? Uh, oh, d- dates. I, I presume you've also been to the movies with young ladies. Do you remember your first uh, yeah. date movie? Uh, just going back a little bit, it was with Cher and Sam Shepard in the movie Mask. Okay, I suddenly have lost all respect for you. But I must remember you were probably a little boy at the time. So <laughs> that's all right. Well, uh, it was one of the movies. Where do you want to go see? I want to go see that. Okay, we'll go. I got the car. Go ahead. <laughs> all right. Uh, Gordy, thanks very much, man. I appreciate the call. Right. Patton, what a great what a great movie. And I also can't believe nobody has brought up Saving Private Ryan because that was, that was huge. Yeah, this is live radio, but basically you guys like this topic so much, I – I told you I was going to do this again today. I wasn't expecting to do the whole show on it, but what is the most perfect movie of all time? Your chance to be a movie critic. The most perfect movie of all time. If you want to tell us about your first date movie, that's really fascinating. And if there's a line from a movie that you think is just the best line ever, as long as it doesn't contain any FCC prohibited language, I'd like to know what it, what it was, what it is. What it is. 803-0930. Let's get back to the calls on WBEN. I'm so glad Patton and Saving Private Ryan um, have been brought into the program because both of those are excellent movies. Patton just stole the show. Let's go to uh, Joe in Chictawaga. You're on WBEN, Joe. Perfect movie for you. What was it? Hey, good afternoon, Tom. Thanks for taking my call. Sure. Uh, I'm going to stay along the, the, the theme here with War and another Francis Ford Coppola classic in Apocalypse Now. Oh, I think that's on Netflix right now, as I as I recall. Where, now, have you been in love with Apocalypse Now since the very beginning? Oh, no, I'm only 31 years old, so oh. no, uh, it's only been a few years since I, I was probably in my teens when I first saw it, but it just blew me away just between the, the, the direction and the story and the acting and the eerie, haunting music that kind of plays throughout as you descend into madness along with Captain Willard all the way down the river to Colonel Kurtz. I just think it's, and it is basically, it is a horror movie along with being a war movie. It depicts it, you know, in, in, the, in war in the horrific way that it is and that basically these men were just driven mad by this and everything, mm-hmm. so... You know, it, it's interesting because I watched it not all that long ago, and maybe I should have paid more attention to it, but... And maybe I'll go back and watch it again, but it did not get to me the way it got to you. It didn't. It didn't touch me in the same way as it touched you. But I'll give it. I'll give it another shot. Um, it's, it's definitely. It's definitely worth it. But uh, but you. you it to you, Apocalypse Now is a perfect movie for all the aforementioned reasons. Yes, I. I do believe so. Um, very, now, did you? I'm going to ask you a question. Did you also get into some of the other movies like uh, Platoon? Yeah, so I watched it a few years ago. I I, pro- I think I only watched it one time though, so I uh, I'm not I haven't seen it as many times as say Apocalypse Now or Saving Private Ryan or movies like that. But now 
I want you to, I'm going to hypnotize you and uh, want you to look deep into my eyes and I'm going to ask, what did young Joe do for the first time he ever took a young lady to the movies? What did you watch? <laughs> I honestly, Tom, I honestly, I don't think I ever went on a date or a first date to, to a movie. How about uh, it was always like out to eat or something like that. Um, yeah, but that yeah. meant you had to talk to him and try to make conversation. That's awkward. <laughs> yeah, you know, but yeah, I just awkward. don't like going to a movie for a first date because you know you, you really can't get to know somebody that well. You got to be able to talk to them and no, that's the whole point. That. No, for a teenage boy, yeah. the whole point is you get to go and be with a girl without worrying about what you're going to say next and 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 maintaining a conversation. Um, but the first time you did go to a movie with any young lady? Do you remember what it might have been? Oh boy, I, I'm, I sound like I'm a hundred years old. I can't. I can't remember. Uh, I mean, I, I know I went to see The Dark Knight Rises opening night uh, hmm. with a girl. Well, that's that's um, cool. Well, let, let's leave the senior moments for me, uh, Joe. I can I can <laughs> I can carry that happy burden for you. Uh, and is there any line from any movie that is just outstanding that maybe you've incorporated? Like I'm your Huckleberry. Well, years ago, when I when uh, if my mom was driving somewhere, I would always say, "Use the line from Jurassic Park: Must go faster." <laughs> because uh, she tended to be a little bit on the slower, uh, a slower driver. So I was like, "Yo, come on, come on, mom, you must go faster." I am behind your mother every day on the drive into work. Just to see you're aware. Could, could very well be. All right, uh, Joe. Great call, man. Thank you uh, very much. Outstanding call. Uh, apocalypse now, and you know I, I mentioned this a little bit earlier. I think in a different context, but think about it. All of the beloved Tom Hanks movies, and not one has come up as the most perfect movie of all time. Not Road to Perdition. Not even Forrest Gump has come up as the most perfect movie of all time. And yet, Forrest Gump in particular is utterly beloved by people. It was huge when it was out. Everybody had to go see Forrest Gump. Nobody's mentioned it as a perfect movie. So uh, it's to me, it's fascinating. The disconnect between then and now and what is perfect is amazing. And the disconnect between the critics and the rest of us is also amazing. This is a really... I think it's a deeper dive into pop culture than it might seem like on the surface. It might seem like I'm just mailing it in on a holiday. <clears throat> but that is only your imagination. I'm actually working up a sweat. On News Radio 930 WBEN. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply.
All right, so uh, we, we mentioned Quentin Tarantino earlier, and uh, Pulp Fiction was called in as a perfect song. And uh, this is a song, Little Green Bag, uh, that was from Reservoir Dogs, uh, Quentin Tarantino's like breakthrough movie. And the whole premiere of it uh, at a film festival was an absolute disaster. You can look up the story um, online. And uh, it's also uh, looking behind the scenes at the making of that movie. Lawrence Tierney was a train wreck. An absolute train wreck. And here was a guy who was a Hollywood leading man, played Dillinger. So in Reservoir Dogs, when Lawrence, Tier uh, when Lawrence Tierney says, dead as Dillinger, that's a kind of a funny inside reference. Okay, 803-0930, star 930, 1-800-616-WBEN. Your most perfect movie of all time, the first movie date you ever went on, you saw what, and you have a movie line that is stuck with you, like, I'm your Huckleberry. Bellavia says that all the time. It's from Tombstone, Val Kilmer. And yes, David has actually hung out with Lou Diamond Phillips, La Bamba, which was one of our date movies that was called in early on. Uh, let's get back to the calls on WBEN, everybody in order. Uh, here is uh, Jennifer in Kenmore. Jennifer, you are on WBEN. Welcome to the show. Hi, Tom. Howdy. Um, Long-time listener. You said you asked for the perfect movie, and this one really rings for me. Woody Allen's semi-autobiographical period piece, World War II, Radio Days. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, this has so many threads to it. It's sentimental. It's romantic. It's a comedy, definitely. Um, the music is exceptional. There's a lot of popular culture, music, radio shows, you know, because they didn't have TV, um, jingles, that kind of stuff. And the the actors, I mean, there's even one mafia um bit to it or thread to it um and it's just wonderful wonderful i think that's what i think of with the perfect movie okay i saw that movie only one time and that was in 1987 and the one yeah. theme i seem to remember from the movie and maybe you could help me on this is woody allen being shocked that the people whose voices he was hearing on the radio in real life looked nothing like the real people they were yep that's right yes um the, the little guy from um from uh, Princess Bride, I can't think of his name right now, but he was one of them. I think it was the Masked Avenger, and um, he was that little hmm. guy from uh, Inconceivable from Princess Bride. I can't think of his name, um, but that's a. I think that people will be really pleasantly surprised by this movie. But I watched it too. That's the first time I watched it when I was a kid with my parents, and I actually was able to get a copy. It's not. It's no longer. Um, I don't think you can rent it. So. Well, William H. Macy is actually in that movie who would l later um, rise to fame with shows like Shameless. <laughs> um, mm -hmm. uh, yeah, William H. Macy, uh, what a character. Um, and he can always get you into college, or at least his wife can. Uh, but, oh, too soon. Anyway, all right, Radio Days. I wonder why you can't get a hold of it that easily anymore. I wonder if it's because of yeah. all of the backlash over uh, Woody Allen and his uh, personal life. But then again, Kevin Spacey, how do you possibly consider American cinema of the last 20, 25 years without Kevin Spacey? Seven, mm -hmm. he was absolutely brilliant. L.A. Confidential, yeah. he was absolutely brilliant. Um, I mean, I don't know, like, separating, people get canceled, but how do you cancel their whole body of work when they're tied to other people who aren't canceled? Yeah, it's difficult because I don't necessarily care for Woody Allen's uh, private life, but um, and I, I'm a groupie of his, I have to say, since I was very young. But this movie always stuck with me, and I actually have a copy of it. I made sure I got a copy of it on disc. Well, I'm sure you could probably— difficult to get. 
Really, I'm sure you could probably order it on Amazon, uh, Amazon DVD or Amazon Video, rather. So I'm going to take you back to being um, a little girl all those years ago. Do you remember the first time a boy asked you to go to a movie with him? Yes. I don't remember what the movie was. I really don't. <laughs> it's not been a very good one. Wow. Did... And I don't have a favorite movie line either. Yeah. All right. Well, um, I wish I had more for you. Uh, thank you very much. I'm looking up. Oh, uh, let's see. Uh, Amazon Video. This video is currently unavailable. Radio Days. Yeah. I wonder if it's banned. Yeah. i got to do a search I for I don't know. Now. Or is it like a Disney thing? I think they do where they hold back certain movies so that there's a, you know, they create like a demand you know what i mean or yeah, like there, a, there's no reason to do that with with video on demand um there's no reason to do that uh, you can because people can yeah. buy it anytime they want to um i wonder i wonder if woody allen's work has been basically blacklisted which would be ironic given the movie the other guy called in with uh, before um thank you very much i appreciate the call jennifer thank you um wow that, that I had no idea. Radio Days. There was another radio movie that was out in that era. Remember Talk Radio? It was a stage production, and then they changed it into a movie. Remember that one? Um, I liked everything except the end. Uh, Let's go to Diane on uh, WBEN. Diane, you're on WBEN. Hello. Hello, Tom. Um, Mine's are pretty basic, but I've always loved the movie It's a Wonderful Life. Um, Is that a perfect movie? For me, if I have to just pick one, yes. I was going to try to go with your war theme and mention Les Miserables. No, we're not. We're, not, we're only going to give you. We're only going to give know, you one. We only got one. Only going to so give you one. Fine. Uh, but. And, but okay, I, I'm going to interrupt you here. As far as Christmas themed music, it's a wonderful life versus Alistair Sims' A Christmas Carol. What you would go still with Jimmy Stewart? Absolutely. Oh, that's, I don't know, man. Those are fighting no, words. It's my favorite. Christmas Eve every year for 55 years, whatever, since I'm 10. Yeah. So may I ask the first movie date night? Yes, you may. What was the first movie date? <laughs> uh, uh... I do know, and I know who with. It was the movie called The Way We Were with Barbara Streisand and Robert Redford. And it's always been... Yeah, I'll never forget that movie. Always a special place in your heart because it was the first time you... uh... Well, we ended up dating two and a half years, so... Oh. In high school, yeah. Is your husband jealous? No. You you still think about him, don't you? Of course. Because 60% of women do fantasize about their exes, according to what I read on the internet. I don't know if I have a... Uh, every woman I know denies it. I don't know. It's your first love. Science and is for science. Women, yeah, I think it's maybe more of a thing. I don't know. That's that, and, and no no line that you have incorporated into your vernacular. Oh, I'm not good at that. All right. Well, no, that's, that's, that's perfect. <laughs> Those guys now, are great at remembering these lines. You rattling them off before. I was cracking up. That's my husband. So okay. Can, you guys can just. <laughs> With Clint Eastwood. But uh, but there's there's one thing that I think you need to know about It's a Wonderful Life. Do you know Uh-oh. why It's a Wonderful Life became the classic it has become and one of the most widely watched movies of all time? I'm not sure why, but I know when it first came out, it was not popular. Correct. And the reason it became popular was it was free content because in 1974, it entered 
public domain. And the copyright holder ah, forgot to file for a renewal so everybody could play it as much as they wanted and not pay a penny. That's very interesting because, yes, and that's around the time that I started loving that movie and never gave up. And you're right because for a while, not anymore though, right? Because now it's only on a certain channel during... I don't know if yeah. once something enters the public domain, if you can get the copyright back. I do not know. I will look that up for you and get back with you. <laughs> uh, thank you very much. Yeah. I, appreci- I appreciate the call. Um, yeah, it's a wonderful life. Everybody loves it, but seriously, nobody watched it until about 1974. And then it became a staple of the holidays because it was free content. Let's go uh, back to the calls. Everybody in order. I do appreciate your patient uh, patience on this. Let's go to Bob in uh, Buffalo. Bob, you're on WBEN. Hello. Hi, Tom. So real quick, I can tell you why Star Wars fans have not called in saying they're perfect movies. Me being a huge Star Wars fan, none of the movies are perfect. Literally none of them. The closest might be Episode Five, but none of the Star Wars movies are perfect, hands down. As big a fan I am, they are not perfect. Wow. Uh, by the way, as far as I know, it looks like uh, It's a Wonderful Life is still in the public domain, so you're not never going to escape from it. So even as a Star Wars fan, uh, the uh, you're not going to say that any of the movies are perfect. Then why the cult? God, no. Why the cult following though? Because people who are into Star Wars, they would murder oh, somebody it's, like it's like so me. Good. Like they have such amazing parts and story, but as far as the actual like execution of the films themselves eh, i mean yeah the original trilogy is great um and even the more modern ones are fine the last three ones that came out are eh, less than great but now that they have all the spin-off shows and all that oh it just adds to all of like the the lore i mean i sound like an absolute nerd right now but i don't <laughs> care it's all right <laughs> but no no they're i i love the whole premise of it and the movies are great for what they are but they are by no means perfect we love nerds on this program if you saw my license plate you'd understand why um now what is what is the most perfect uh movie ever made all right so if you can get past that it's not historic it is merely a story based on these characters with some, you know, history thrown in there. It has to be Amadeus for me, hands down. Oh, Amadeus about Mozart was a, I can't say it's perfect. You're going to say it's, uh, it was a great, I would say nearly perfect movie. Uh, I can get past the historical inaccuracies. Hell, we don't even know where Mozart was buried specifically. Right, um, right. But it, 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 what would you make, what would you take points off the perfect for? Because I'm wondering if I have the same. Um, well, I have not watched it in roughly seven to ten years, so I okay. don't know that I can be specific other than, um, let's see, it got a little confusing, as I recall, toward the end, the first time I watched it. What I loved, I can tell you what I loved more than what I didn't love about Amadeus, and that is um, the, uh, the isolation tracks of Requiem in D minor. At the end, it was hugely emotional. Um, Tom Hulse may have overacted just a little bit toward the end, but that's okay. Any movie about Mozart that's got a fart scene in it, you got to love. 
Oh, of course. Uh, classic. I mean, and, he was writing letters to his cousins left and right. Oh, that those so, I can't even read those letters on the air because they were filled with excremental exactly. references. <laughs> what was her name? Costanza? Oh, Constance? But, Constanza. Uh, uh, you know what? Uh, Amadeus is, I'm going to say it's a great movie. Is it perfect? I don't know. But I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say if it's not perfect, it is near great. And the whole Salieri thing. Obviously controversial. And wasn't Salieri in real life supposedly one of Mozart's pallbearers? That I don't know, but they weren't enemies by, you know, by any stretch of the imagination. I mean, maybe they competed a little bit for jobs here and there, but no, they were friends. They talked musically and, you know, they were fine with each other. It's, it's a very, very, like, stretch of the imagination story, this whole yeah. Mozart versus Salieri thing. Just think, in 200 years, you're going to be doing the same thing with Roger Waters and David Gilmore. Did Roger Waters kill David Gilmore or David Gilmore, Roger Waters? Just uh, Thanks for bringing up Amadeus. It's, uh, thank you very much. Appreciate it. Yeah, if, if you guys if you guys love, I, I didn't ask him the other questions. I'm sorry because I'm I'm a prisoner of the clock. Um, let's go to Kathy in Niagara Falls next on WBen. Got a lot of great ideas today. You should go back and listen to every hour of this show and write down the ones you haven't seen. You're on WBen, Kathy. Welcome. Hi, Tom. Um, well, the first movie I went out on a date was with Star Wars. You were just talking about <laughs> it, and me and my girlfriend we dated friends, and they sat in the front. Watching the movie, we just sat in the back. We couldn't be bothered with the movie. And we'd keep hearing shh, shh while we were watching it. Mm. But one of my favorite um, movies was Color Purple. Well, it's got to be the most perfect movie of your life. Are you going to stick with the Color Purple? Yeah. Well, yeah. I just, I just, it just rang a bell with me. It was just emotional. It was just everything. And it was, and, and I have a line that I, I just say all the time to me and my sister's. We'll say it, too, because they know more of the line than I even do. But, yeah, I like Color Purple. Uh, I really 19, like I cannot believe, 1985. I have not seen it. Oh, it, it really is a good movie. It's a long movie, but I think it's well worth it. It really is. Uh, and Go ahead. Yeah, no, no. I mean, I, I just I remember hearing so much about it. 1985, I was working full-time, and I was going to school. And I, uh, I just, I just, fun. yeah, I, there's so many movies of that era that I just, I never had a chance to see because I was just totally tied up with everything. So that's how that goes. Yeah. All right, Kathy, thank you very much. I appreciate the call. Thank you. Bye. Uh, let us go to uh, Mary on WBEN in Orchard Park. Mary, you are on. Hello. Hi. I think the most perfect movie is Shawshank Redemption. Oh, you know what? Um, I, I I would be hard-pressed to find a reason why Shawshank Redemption is not a perfect movie. I think you're on to something. What did you like best about it? I don't know. It was the, the human experience of keep believing in yourself and keep finding a way. You know, he dug himself through a pile of or a tunnel of stuff to get out into the outside. It, it, it was just a great movie. And Morgan Freeman and... I don't know. It, it's just something that I always watch, no matter when it's on. Well, you know, it it captures the, the idea of being wrongly convicted is amazing, and the idea that Andy Dufresne was able to um, outmaneuver this real bastard of a warden and expose his corruption and then get away with it 
was tremendous. And Morgan Freeman at the end basically telling the parole people, you know what, I really don't care what you do with me. Uh, and then he then he gets parole after after going through mm-hmm. all these the these pro forma hearings in the past. He finally gets it when he didn't really want it. And then he meets up in Mexico with Dufresne. Um, it, yeah. it yeah, you know what? It it is a pretty darn perfect movie. Um, I, the plot is just terrific. Yeah, it, it's truly one of my favorites. Did, did you also happen to see? Speaking of prison movies, The Green Mile. Now, there's a Tom Hanks movie, The Green Mile. Yeah, did you see that one? Second. I'm <laughs> sorry. One. Oh, that was going to be number two. Favorite. You got to think about prison movies. I well, I mean Tom Hanks and Morgan Freeman. I don't think you can go wrong with either of those guys, but they're both. Just great stories. Uh, they they really are. I mean, obviously, uh, The Green Mile is a bit of a fantasy story, but it was highly engrossing. I must have watched that uh, 20 times last March. Um, thank you. Yep. Ver- uh, it was there- oh, your first movie date. What would you see? Shoot to Kill, which was not great. Oh, don't even remember it. Is there a, li- is there a line you remember from any, uh, any movie? I, I like the Jurassic Park, uh, Life Finds a Way. Very well. Very well said. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. I don't have time to take any more calls, guys. I'll do this in the future at some point. I don't want to beat it into the ground, but I suggest that everybody go back and listen to all four hours of the show, WBEN.com. By the way, the Buffalo News is moving its uh, downtown Buffalo print production to Cleveland. You're literally, and this is, look, guys, this is sad. I'm sorry. It is sad watching the Buffalo News swirling the drain and slowly withering and dying on the vine. Buffalo News is shifting its print operation to Cleveland, Ohio. Never thought I would see the day, ever. And they thought AM radio was dead. How interesting. We survive. They're going down the tubes. But that's only because of phenomenal talents like what's on here. And, of course, bef- All right, it's just because we got lucky. Um but I don't like say I don't like hearing that. But that, that's the story. We'll have more coming up at News Radio 930 WBEN. And, and don't think for a minute I'm happy about what I see. I'm not. I mean, I'm not going to dance in somebody's grave. Quite the contrary. I hope we hire some of the people who work there. Tell you the truth, I'm totally serious. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out of market regular season game on your favorite streaming devices anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode and catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.